Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 135 of Geeks Who Like Sports. As always, I am Ray Carcillo in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Join my best friend in the entire world over in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Lee Elias. Lee, how are you doing on this Wednesday evening? That is a great question, Ray. It's a loaded question. Uh, I'm happy to mm. be here with you. I look forward to this show every week. Um, I always say that the 200 podcasts I do a year, this is uh, 50 of them. And this is like my dessert every night when I get to do it. I honestly wish we could get paid so we could do this show every single day during the drive time, 6 to 8 a.m. on W-L-E-E or W-R-A-Y, Phila Los Angeles. But we don't. We're here now with you live people on Twitch.tv. As always, if you're listening to the record of this, the record, the uh, the uh, podcast of this, we are doing this live on Twitch every single uh, week at 9 p.m., typically on Tuesdays. Sometimes it moves to Wednesdays. But we love yes. having the audience and uh, we love the people who do this replay. I know, I know people watch replays on Twitch. Uh, Matt Cavalieri, who I always mention, I'm going to mention him early, so I don't have to wait till the end of the episode. Matt, you can you yes. can stop listening now if you want, because I mentioned you. Nope, early. keep playing, Matt. Help for money. <laughs> Help, it helps the numbers. Keep playing. He, he, he wakes going. up and he watches your replay, and then we got people listening to the podcast. I, I I love our audience, Ray. I do. I yes. love that we found this, and and we got some cool stuff to expand it. Uh, right at the top of the show, we should pitch this, Ray. What's going on this Friday? Uh, Friday, Streamlounge.io, we once again are doing our uh, weekly watch along. We're doing a double header to catch up with Hawkeye, uh, episodes three and four. Um, and then we're going to, this will be before we take a break. We're also doing something really cool is that if you join us there at Streamlounge.io, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, we're doing, we're going to try and do, going to do some stuff for charity. Um, just by showing up, uh, Streamlounge is going to be very generous and going to make a donation to Child's Play uh, in our name um, and their name. Uh, and, and of course, they don't know Child's Play as, as Lee is constantly reminding us, it is not the movie. It is a great charity that um, is basically the, donates games and toys to Children's Hospital across North America. Uh, it's a very worthy cause. Um, it's a, a lot, for those of you who know, obviously, Twitch does a lot with Child's Play. It's a very it's a very big. Uh, it is the charity that gamers think of when we try to, to do something so. Uh, yes, join us on Stream Lounge, and if you donate while in Stream Lounge, if you show up, we'll donate. We will donate. Well, Stream Lounge will donate, and then uh, if you show, and then if you, you donate anything donated there, we'll also go to them. So, I want to reiterate: um, if you show up, you do not have to spend any money to show up. You do not have to do anything but donate your time and download the Electron app on Google Chrome. You just search for the stream. Go to streamlounge.io and download the app. It's not going to take your information yeah. or anything like that. If you show up to our stream. We're donating money to Child's Play, all right? And if you yeah. donate during the stream, we're going to donate that too. All proceeds for the rest of the month right. are going to Child's Play. Ray, uh, Ray has been very, very uh, gracious in doing that. Um, and obviously, we're trying to get people to stream on. Here's the thing. Above all this, you won't regret it. You're going to love these watch-alongs with us. Uh, we have a great time with our audience there. But uh, save yourself the time now. Go to streamlounge.io on Chrome. Download the app. Uh, you can see how it works. It takes, what, Ray, like five minutes max to get everything set up. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, and set, setting awesome. up an account is as easy as setting up a Twitch account. It's free. It's easy. Um, yeah, it's it's it. so all you got to do is you got to just show up. Uh, sure. It's um, yeah, yeah. I know Dark Stroke. Yes, the Child's Play movie we just talked about it. Yes, Child's Play again for the hundredth <laughs> time everybody. is a charity that donates toys and games to children's hospitals across North America. Yeah. Okay. So, so Dark Stroke in chat mentioned that every time we bring this this charity up, I say the same thing. I just wait, like Chucky, it's Chucky. 
Uh, no, it's not. You can it's look not it up. Um, if you're in the chat, I just put the link in there. If you're listening, streamlounge.io on a Google Chrome browser uh, on your computer. Check it out. Download the app. We don't have to keep talking about it. Yeah, actually, it's, actually, it's on any browser now. It's you can actually go browser. on any browser There you go. Uh, uh, go to streamlounge.io and, and, and download it, and you can download it to your desktop, and it works great. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, there you go. So, that's that's our, our cheap plug of the night. Um, we got a great wait, episode wait, for you, wait, though, you guys. That's not a cheap plug. It's 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 a generous plug. Anyway, we got a good show tonight. Anyway, <laughs> Speaking yes, of this, we have a great show. We've got um, uh, yeah, now Randall talking about John Gruden. Yeah, I know. I get I get it, guys. We get it. We get the jokes. We get the jokes about the name of the charity. It's a very good charity. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, we got a great show for you tonight. We got baseball. We got football. We got uh, a lot of video game stuff. Tomorrow, before we're recording this, tomorrow is the the video game awards, uh, which we will do a full breakdown. Yeah, we'll do a full breakdown next week. The game awards, of course, is which is a bloated uh, mess every year, but usually there are some big announcements out of it. Um, Did you and just then, of call course, me Blob? Okay. No, I said Bob. <laughs> that's what I think of the yeah. game awards. That, that that scene yeah. was about the level of. He said Bob and Blob in the same sentence. Wolverine. Yeah, it's it's uh, the Game Awards is and I get it. It is a last minute push by a lot of video game companies to um, get people to buy their stuff before the holidays. But it's also it's it's <laughs> capitalism gone wrong in a way. Right. Like it's it's got it's it's three and a half. It's a three and a half hour commercial. It's, let's be it's honest. Uh, whose line is in any way where the games don't matter. Yes. And the points matter even less or something, whatever they say there. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's just one of those things where the award the awards are secondary. It's really about the commercials, and that's why <laughs> I really don't. don't I never liked the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, and of course we got a lot of comic book stuff. A lot of comic book stuff happening uh, this week. Uh, we're kicking things off with the first, the second pair of episodes, episodes three and four of Hawkeye. Um, these were huge. Awesome. The, obviously, things are really picking up. The third episode introduces us to Echo at the end of episode two. We got the tease of Echo. Um, and then obviously, episode three kicks off with her origin story, who she is, why she's doing what she's doing. Very true to the comics in that, um, you know, she she she's working for organized crime. They hint that it is the kingpin. But I think they more um, than just hint at it, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 without saying it, they call him her uncle and they show a large man uh, picking her up from, from martial arts practice, I think it was, or school. But um, yeah. So I believe, and also again, her dad was part of organized crime. Basically, when her dad dies, just like in the comics, she basically kind of takes his place. And so, um, and obviously for the convenience of everything, they just happened to make it the tracksuit mafia. So they, you know, they cut out some of the fat, obviously from her origin story, really streamlined things down to fit into the MCU. And it makes a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, they did a really, really great job there. Um, also, by the way, also, but you have to mention that she operates, uh, or her father operated out of a, of a, 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 a chop shop called fat man auto repair. Um, and for those of you who don't know, obviously Fat Man is a, is a derogatory term used by Spider-Man and a lot of, and, and a lot of, uh, 
a lot of, you know, Kingpin adversaries over the years. So it's kind of another nod to him. Um, and yeah, so it was a really good episode. You finally start to see Kate and Hawkeye start to gel a little bit. And, um, and we also, in episode three, start to see, um, obviously, Jack starts to get implicated a bit more. And that only leads in that leads to the cliffhanger ending, which leads us right to episode four, uh, which I hate well, to say it. Yeah, before we get uh, into that, can we talk about three before we get into four? Yeah, you want to talk about three? Yeah, we'll talk about three. Yeah, first. yeah. so I don't want to talk about three. Some incredible things happen in three. One is one of the coolest cinematic and cinematography shots I've ever seen. Oh, uh, oh the, God, the, the car, car scene. Chase. Yes. Yeah, so I can't, this is one of those things. So Ray and I grew up in broadcasting and film. So like we're really into this stuff, but. For those of you that saw that, you saw that scene where the camera keeps rotating inside the car uh, when they're escaping uh, after a great joke about not taking a whatever seventy eight challenger or whatever it was. Yeah, um, yeah, the, the challenger. But I, I, that was, you know, Ray. This is one of those scenes. It's like I'm starting to see, like, man, we have come so far with technology here. I, I honestly could not tell. I'm gonna guess that was green screen, but I honestly could not tell if it was green screen or they had a rotating camera inside the car. Um, and I cannot yeah. wait to see how they did that. My, my guess is that there were a lot of cuts there that we didn't know about. I don't think that was one continuous shot. Um, mm-hmm. But incredible chase scene, incredible cinematography, had a little bit of an Easter egg with a PIM arrow, which was awesome. Yes. As a, yeah, a lot of trick arrows, acid arrow, yeah. what I call, I called kind of like the Spider-Man arrow because all these like grappling hooks right. kind of like almost like webs kind of shoot out. Get this Christmas like, trees. Yeah. Um, yes. So we had some fun with that. I also think that most of the trailer now for the show we've seen, which is cool, which means there's a lot yeah. of stuff. And, and we know and we'll get into four in a minute if you haven't seen it, because I'm trying to save a, a little bit of spoiler time here. But, you know, in four, you can see why that they can't they couldn't show much more from what they did. But, right. um, yeah, you saw a little bit more of the the uh, quote unquote team up of Kate right. and, and, and Clint. Um, and yeah, Clint is just so funny. And, and, you know, I love the way that they're kind of developing his character. And then uh, now this is, we're going to get into four here. So spoiler alert, if you have not seen episode four yet, we're going to talk about it here probably about 10 minutes. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm going to dive in right if that's okay. Uh, yeah. Four was a deep dive character development and not just um, anybody, yeah. but, but Clint. Um, and yeah. it, what I love about this one is that again, it picks up where it left off where, uh, you know, they're inside the, uh, the Bishop household, if you will. Uh, yes. and, and Ray, I'm, I'm becoming more suspicious of the parents now than ever before, right? Both Kate's mother and, and, uh, the sword. Yeah. And, and, and Jack Duquesne. Yeah. The right. swordsman. Like, yeah. Something is going on there. Uh, it's obvious. No, I mean, also, I was, I was, I was going to, I was going to yeah. say, it's like, uh, I was going to say congratulations, buddy. Cause I think you're spot on. I think your your the mom is more involved. I, I, that you, you called it, you called it. Well, you called it. here's the thing, because what they do is that they say that Duquesne is the head, pretty much the head of the business of the tracksuit mafia. And, right. and but we know there's people above him. Right. But my point is he's in the room when they attack. Right. Um, right. So there were also about three major Easter eggs in this episode. So that's all we get at Jack. Just kind of like the understanding that like, something's going on there. Uh, so and yeah. I, I appreciate the uh, the compliment, Ray. Well, we'll see if it's true. You know, this wouldn't be the first twist right. in Marvel history if it's not. Um, but yeah, there's a great a scene, both written um, both cinematography and then on top of it, the music. When uh, mm. Kate kind of feels bad for Clint that he's alone, she goes over and we really dive into Clint and understand this guy's got massive PTSD. 
Yeah, right? we really get to see it on display right. here. Yeah, and, and like we kind of assume that, but they show it. You know, they, there's this great scene where he talks about obviously how he became Ronin and that everybody dealt with the blip in their own way. Listen again, if you watch the scene again, listen to the music turn. It is so yeah. well orchestrated. They're kind of upbeat, and he gets into Ronin, and the music turns dark. Right. And then there's this really great scene right then takes the hearing aid out by the way, they're doing a really great job of removing sound from the picture when that happens. And he tries to fall asleep and is just plagued with nightmares of Ronan of his family disappearing. And then of course, on top of it, this is important widow being killed and sacrificing herself. And he falls asleep, um, which is all the more impacted in the kind of closing scene when there's a fight going on and echo shows up and a mysterious figure shows up. I'll let Ray introduce that. Uh, but again, yeah. the music is used in the scene. Um, so it's mm-hmm. basically Hawkeye versus an unknown assailant, who we'll talk about in a minute, uh, Echo and Kate fighting. And there's a part where the unknown assailant throws um, Kate over the side of the building. Of course, she puts a yeah. grappling hook on her. Right? You, you don't kind of realize that until, I guess, she falls. And yeah, you don't realize it runs to the edge. Yeah. He runs to the edge to check. And you can see it's like, oh, my God, it's happened again. And if you watch yeah. that, the music turns to the music from the death scene of yeah. both Gamora and Black Widow in Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, mm-hmm. this, I got to say this again, Ray, just the weaving of audio, writing, and visuals in this episode probably might deserve an Emmy. It was that good of mm-hmm. a, a weaving of this episode. This was a great episode uh, without having to deal with too much action. But I'll let you dive into it too because I want to I talk about The Unknown Assailant because um, we all knew this one was coming. Oh, and, and, and Ray, when you're done with that, there's one Easter egg still that we have to figure out what it is. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I was actually I was actually proud of myself because there's that one point in the fight where the unknown assailant does something and I'm like, oh, right. I know who this right. is. If, well, yeah, um, if you don't know what that is, it's like you're not paying attention. <laughs> right. I know what yeah, you're talking about. Because at about. first you don't, you don't know. At first it looks like uh, Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell. It's just yeah. somebody in a black <laughs> suit with, with right. night vision goggles and, right. and you don't know who it is. Um, all you know is it's a woman. Right. Um, but it, it's it's uh, it is a great scene. Before we get into that, though, I also want to mention Kate fig- figures out in this episode that Hawkeye is yeah, Ronan or was Ronan. Yeah, she figures it out. And that was uh, a huge, huge moment for them. And again, that just emotional impact of in a way it's it's the. um Again, it's what am I looking for here? It's, they're evolving it's, her. They're evolving her into yes, They're evolving sidekick. her, and, yeah. and it's also it's her hero being taken down a notch right. again. Right, right. That's that's what I was looking for. Is, is that her her hero's being brought down a notch again, and that he's cutting. He, she's she's as she raises up right. as a hero as for the potential of herself as a hero. She realizes Hawkeye's coming back down to and her. What was the name yeah. of the first episode? Remember. Uh, the first, never meet your heroes, never meet your heroes. Right. So yeah, we're, yeah. we're seeing her rise as Ray says to a, uh, I'll yeah. say an equal playing field. And, and Clint yes. slowly comes to that in one episode. He said, you are maybe the world's greatest archer. Okay. You, your instincts are good. So there's a trust. And he even tells there. her his, yeah. her, her mom, this in this episode, when he's caught, he's like, no, she's, she's very good. She's right. very good. Right. At this. Yeah. So, um, and then, and then it all turns. <laughs> yes. It all kind we of had to have a cliffhanger for this. 
Well, because you have to have a cliffhanger, and it's also right. the classic Marvel thing, like and actually the classic comic book thing, where where all right, the two partners now had a fight, they had a spat, they're going to split up. They'll probably be separated for most of episode five, and then something will bring them back together, and then you have your climactic huzzah, everybody together now again here for episode six as they go for the the climactic finish. You know, Randall says he wants to see Swordsman at some point. I guarantee oh, you, will. Swordsman, <laughs> you will. will there will be a big fight with him at some point. They are definitely definitely saving that i think for episode six um you know it's definitely and a lot of folks say they like uh episode three more that's fine episode three had a lot more action but to lee's point episode four you get so much character development here and you also get to see how they handle things yeah in 40 minutes they did that yeah Yes, it was the shortest episode so far, but it's because they really honed in on the characters. You even get to see there's one point, and we and now we also realize the one thing is that this is how Hawkeye is going to get his purple, slightly more comic right. accurate <laughs> comic uh, uh, costume. Is that basically um, the turn of the Kate? Kate befriends the Larpers, and the Larpers are going to make them. Their, their superhero costume. I love it. Basically. I love that they revisited yeah. that. We, you know, we, we talked about that in episode two that they might, there was something yeah. there that like left it open. Um, and it did, but look, look, let's get, let's get into the unknown assailant. Um, again, yes. the, the hint will kind of un, un, unpackage this as it was. The hint was in the middle of a fight, she uses two um, bracelets on her arm that fire uh, red uh, electric a red shock, energy, energy blast, uh, yeah. which we've seen before in another character. So either at this point yes. you knew who it was, or you're starting to guess. Um, and of course, the 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 unknown assailant continually saves everybody in the scene after beating the crap out of them. So, uh, yeah. and 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 is equal to Clint. That is the other thing. Is Clint's yeah. equal? Um, and the mask comes off, Ray, and it is. It's Yelena. Yelena. As as yeah. if you again, if spoiler, if you haven't seen Black Widow yet, folks, this is the big thing: is that the the Easter egg scene at the end of Black Widow. You've had five months. Sorry. Yeah, um, I, I don't think you're ruining anything, Frank. It's on yeah. Disney Plus, so. Yeah, basically, um, Contessa, as she's putting together her her op- team of operatives, her Thunderbolts, whatever they may end up being called, she basically says, um, she's like, you want to get your sister's murderer or the person responsible for your sister's death? And she shows a shot of Clint Barton. This is the payoff. It's Yelena now going after Clint. How does she, is she working at all with Tracksuit Mafia or any? Probably not, but you don't know. She... It, Already muddled relationships have become only more so as um, Yelena now has inserted herself. Will she return this series or is she going to be something that's going to be constantly haunting Clint Clint through the rest of whatever things that he may be in or maybe Kate Bishop is in that we don't know. But the fact she shows up another player, another another piece added to this chessboard that is of, of all these moving pieces um, and it's made things super, but super complicated. But and Clint knows right away. Clint says it. He's like somebody's taking a Black Widow hit out. He knows that she's a Black Widow because of the, of the bolts. Even though she might not have the Black Widow insignia or anything on her anymore, um, he knows who she is or who she used to be or who she worked for. Even yeah, though she doesn't knows read, her he does, he, style too. Yeah, right. He doesn't know. Obviously, that's Natasha's sister. But um, or oh, we, well, we we, uh, we don't know that, but but I think that might be safe to assume. But yeah. again, that storyline is undeveloped. We don't know if Natasha ever told him about her. Uh, probably mm-hmm. not. But like the yeah. idea is that yeah, it's it's Black Widow's sister, for lack of a better word. Yes. Um, and she's there and she's pissed. Uh, but she did save yeah. everybody in the scene. It didn't look like she was trying to kill Clint. It didn't no. look like she was trying to kill um 
Kate. No, again, yeah. you mentioned she specifically saves Kate. She throws her. Right. She tries to take her out of the fight, but she doesn't. She doesn't want to kill right. her. Right. The um, other thing too, Ray, is that uh, there's two notable moments in the pauses of the fight. One is when uh, the widow has the gun on Kate. Clint kind of slowly just walks in front of the gun and is like, "What? Are, what are you doing?" Uh, yeah. Which I thought was very interesting. Of like, wait, wait. Like, there's, there was some communication there, and then obviously yeah. at the end, Kate has the the arrow on. Elena and Elena kind of is like, don't, don't, don't even bother. Like, there's no point. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the episode ends with them splitting. Clint says he doesn't want any part of this, which I understand. This is his PTSD. He doesn't want anybody else's life on his hands. Right. Um, and, you know, it's this continued of someone has to fill what Black Widow was for Clint Barton. And now you have two players in the game that could potentially do that. Um, Ray, the big Easter egg we don't know is they went a little bit deeper into the watch in this episode. The yes, Avengers the Rolex. Watch. Yeah. And all they said was that it's from an older, I guess, Avenger or someone that hasn't been around in a while. Um, that yeah. could be a lot of people that that could be Fury. That could, I mean, it could be people it could be we have Fury. Seen. It could be uh, Steve. It could be right. um, it could be Hank Pym. Um, it, it could be, it, we don't, yeah, we don't know what, don't why know. that Rolex Rolex is special, but right. I'm sure that we will find that out at some point in the last two episodes. Yeah. yeah that might be the um, Shang-Chi rings of the, of the show. Uh, the other thing too, yeah. we found out is that his wife, uh, and I like this doing talk about character development, Clint's wife is a little more engaged in his yeah. hobby <laughs> than we think. Like he kind of works with her. They work together, which I think is great yes. because there was going to start being questions of like, she's just okay with him doing this all the time. Um, you know, no, I like yeah, the idea I mean, there's a team it, up there. It even hints at that she may have been an agent or something herself because she right. speaks German at one point, right? In order to hide it from the kids. Like, so I wouldn't be surprised if she's like an agent, like a former shield agent, right? right? Maybe not a special operative, but like I could see like her having shield training. Um, totally. and then uh okay. yeah, she kind of yeah. acts as Alfred, like he sends her messages, like look this up, look this up, and she comes back with no critical way. information. Right. So, so a lot going on there. And then uh, some predictions yeah. here, some predictions here. Um, I believe this is, this is kind of just where I'm at right now that Kate's parents are going to out themselves and Kate will have to separate from them if they, if they both survive the show. And I think mm-hmm. that Kate's coming home with Barton for Christmas. I think that's how this show yeah. is going to end is that he takes her under his, uh, you know, proverbial wing officially <laughs> under his wing. <laughs> and then, uh, they team up. I don't know where Elena's going to fit into this other than jumping into the next thing. Maybe she's involved or maybe she goes to Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Fury might be involved in this at some point. It would make sense. Fury is kind of the person that gave yeah. Barton his orders. Um, oh, by the yeah. way, another great speech about, you know, she goes, you help people. He goes, I hurt people. I'm a weapon. I love yeah. that. I love that line. I just love that. He's like, I don't yeah. help people. I hurt people to help people. Yeah. And again, trying to remind her, I'm not a hero. I'm not who you think I am. Right. Right. So uh, I'm just saying this, guys, if the best action episode, easily number three is the most fun. But in terms of writing, cinematography and orchestration together, this was a darn good episode of television. Yeah. All right. Now, again, you put them all together. It's another thing. But I don't I think I could say this way. I'm not sure that any other episode of marvel tv from a writing standpoint was as good as this one you know the last episode of loki was pretty good but this was more convincing than than loki and she loki to me in terms of a romance so i just i just want to applaud marvel for this one i think this one was really good 
Yeah. Yeah. No, like Randall says Kate needs to experience loss True. and he does. Well, well, to be fair, Kate experienced loss when she lost her yeah. dad yeah. as a kid. Right. That is a key part of her backstory. So she has she has uh, uh, been she has experienced loss. Uh, and in fact, actually, that probably more than anything is a big thing that drives her. In fact, it's what drove her to take up archery alongside seeing Hawkeye. What he does, she idolizes a Hawkeye. But again, that all stems from the attack on New York in 2012. Uh, yeah. You know, Randall also asks, could the Rolex belong to Daredevil? And I say, absolutely not. Just because it came from the Avengers mansion. Yeah. Right. It came from the Avengers compound. So it has to have been somebody who has already been to an Avenger yeah. or in the, in the Avengers. Um, I mean, it could be an heirloom from Tony. It could be, it could belong to Bruce Banner and that, and this somehow leads into She-Hulk, right? Like there's, there's, uh, there's, it could well, literally be belong to anybody, I think, from the main roster of Avengers. He, he but said, we don't know why the watch yeah, matters. I, I, and this isn't verbatim, but he said it was from somebody he used to work with, but that's been retired for a while, right? Yeah. So there's a lot, guys, there's so many directions you go. It, it could be one of the main Avengers. It could be a side Avenger. We saw in one of the first movies. It could be yeah. the scientist guy from from Avengers One, the the Swedish guy, like Skarsgård. I can't remember. Oh, Erskine. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's a lot of people. This could be. I, I think Fury is is a logical choice. It's a it's a highly logical yeah, choice. Yeah, because uh, they, they got to bring Fury back into it. And again, look, Barton took orders yeah. from Fury for a long time. He even compliments him in the sense is I was given orders by good people to to hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was given orders by the right people to take out the right targets. Yeah, I, I like believe that. the end of this show will reveal Kingpin. It will turn Kate's mom and uh, and uh, uh, the swordsman into adversaries, yeah. and that Hawkeye will have to bring her home. Um, yeah. Uh, or or so it might end with people on the run. I get one of the things that you know, just kind of turning gears here, Ray. One of the things we don't know mm-hmm. is I don't see any any kind of multiverse connection in any of the shows outside loki which is okay no but like yeah what's cool is i don't know how these are going to connect and they can't just ignore that right so i'm going to say it again i think phase four is going to be the introduction of the multiverse not the solution to the multiverse all right unless they're really planning on opening it up in spider-man and closing it down in dr strange which wouldn't make sense because ant-man and the wasp we already know quantum mania like like there's going to be something going on here and I think they've meant I think they've mentioned that Kate Bishop is gonna be in Quantum Mania now as a right. character. Cool. And I think going back to Randall's points earlier, he was joking about young Avengers. I think Quantum Mania is gonna be the jumping off point for a lot of the young Avengers. Right. Because I think that's where you're gonna you're gonna get Cass Cassie's gonna become stature. I think Kate, they've already again confirmed Kate Bishop is gonna be in um in quantum mania i think you've already established patriot with uh falcon and winter soldier and the twins the Obvi- twins are coming back too at that the twins are going to come back probably i would imagine in doctor strange too right so i think quantum mania is going to be uh the big one so and yeah like Rand- and randall said it to you doctor strange is going to connect a lot especially with what yeah the doctor and, strange too yeah, yeah in the first half of next year is going to be that's where we're going to get a lot of this we're going to get the multiverse we're going to get a hint of it in Spider-Man in a couple of weeks. And then we're going to get, it's going to really open up and really be a big thing in Dr. Strange. So I mean, it's called multiverse right. of madness. That's the subtitle. So yeah. like it's, it, that's where everything. If that's is a red explode. herring. Shame on Marvel. Yeah. And I'll also say this too, right? After that is opened up, this is where the one Easter egg from Eternals may come into play. 
which I'm not going to spoil because you haven't seen it. And I think a lot of people haven't seen it. But the the one the one thing at the very like the post credit scene could open up into that post universe. That's the that I can't say much more than that without giving stuff away. But there's something that happens that it goes, OK, once we jump over phase four, I could see where this might be <laughs> pertinent in the yeah. future. Yeah, I'm going to try and actually see it this weekend. Finally. Yeah. Um, let me know when you do. Him, yeah. Yeah. Um. Randall asks if Young Avengers will be a Disney Plus series or a yes. movie. I think it'd be a Disney Plus series. <laughs> yes, it yes, will. yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Yes, it will. They're not going to put that in a movie. Uh, I just, I, again, Randall, what's going to happen here, and this is going to be interesting, is that uh, streaming might overtake cinema here if, if they're not careful. So they yeah. have to be really careful now moving forward with how they're making these things. Uh, and that goes mm-hmm. for everything, including Star Wars, Star Trek. I mean, everything, right? Like, yeah. Look, let's be honest. The best Star Wars stuff we've had over the last three years have been TV, not movies. Um, so yep. we'll, we'll see what happens here. But, um, you know, speaking of that, Ray, we should talk about this. Multiple parties, big parties, as we talk about changing movie theater experience. If only yes. there were two people talking about that for the last year and a half about yeah. Disney buying theaters. Mark Cuban came out and said that this week. I, I was going to say this, this week was the big one. Mark Cuban right. came out and basically said what Lee and I have been saying for for months, years, if not years, years at this point. <laughs> uh, Cuban, Cuban basically predicted, for those of you who don't know, we're going to get back on top in a, se- in a seg- uh, second, but uh, Mark Cuban basically said what we've been saying. He said in the next calendar year, expect half of the theaters across the country to be shuttered, be shut down because not enough people are going back. And also, this is also true. This was recently polled. But this recently came out. Half the people in the country refused to go to the theater still, not because of COVID, because of how how expensive things still are at the theater, how expensive a movie theater experience is for them. And now that they have the streaming option, they're okay waiting. So people who were regular moviegoers before the pandemic said, we're not going back because things haven't changed enough. Oh, kind of like what we've been saying the last two years. Yeah, when you take that, and with Cuban's prediction, if Cuban's prediction comes true, and let's say there's like 4,000 theaters. Our predictions are. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. 4,000 theaters get cut down to 2,000. And he basically said, he's like Disney and these big studios should, he's like, you want to control, he, he, as he put it, you want to control the vertical. He's like, buy the theaters if you're Disney or whoever. Um, and, uh, and then yeah, control the vertical and, uh, and there's no reason to have AMC or any of the other places anymore. Just Warner Brothers and Disney and everybody else just buy the theaters that are left because when there's only half the theaters left, they're gonna be they're gonna be it's gonna be a fire sale. It's gonna be a, a fire. And, and a Randall says they're gonna try and bring yeah. back Movie Pass. I think it's too little, too late, Randall. Honestly. Yeah. But. Look, things have to change, and again, the experience of going to the movie needs to change. Again, some of us look. I'm a diehard movie goer. I was. I love the experience of going to the movies, but it has to change. Like I said, I would pay upwards of $30 to $40, you know, once in a while, not saying this like every week, to go to a Disney experience that emulates Disneyland or Disney World for two hours, three hours. I would do that in a heartbeat. And I'll tell you what, a lot of family would, a family, a lot of families would. Yeah, have have for whatever the movies are on display there or whatever. And And even that, you could also show your backlog. Right. Show and then, old movies and then, or whatever, and like, and have people dressed up in costume at every theater. Right. Like, and 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 I know there's you know people listening to the show. You say, well, I can't afford that. You're right, and I'm I'm not I'm not 
not empathetic or sympathetic to that, but you have a streaming service in your home now where they will ask you to pay $19.99 or $20, same price as the movie ticket to watch at home, which you can't afford. That's exactly what's going to happen. Because I was going to say, if you're if you're here in L.A., I'm going to tell you right now, if you get a ticket, a soda and a popcorn, it's already a forty dollar experience. It's already a forty dollar experience. Yeah. So it's it's if Disney, if you remove that, if you buy a forty dollar ticket and you're guaranteed this experience plus the movie and plus they maybe throw in a a, a a Disney World for two hours. You're going to feel like you're at Disney World for two hours. I, it's I, Warner I, Brothers can do the same thing, and obviously, right. like you have all these other studios, right. like it just, yeah. Well, here's the other thing too. You know, if we're talking about the business side of this, you know, Disney can can buy AMC or they can acquire AMC and just transform them into whatever they need. You know, it's just like like I said, this one's kind of obvious to me. And uh, yeah. what they're doing as as smart business owners are going to do, they're going to wait till it's as cheap as possible and let it collapse as much yes. as possible, then buy it. Because the truth is this, and Disney Plus proved this. People will always spend money for Disney. Always. They will always do it. So, yeah. so they don't have to be impatient here. They can wait as long yeah. as they need to till the, till the thing's about to die and then zap it. Yeah. Look, some people are like, that's not fair. That's not right. That's business. And you yep. would do the same thing if you were in the position. You wouldn't pay more for it than you needed to. Yeah. You don't pay more for a used car because you feel like it. You pay what it's yeah. worth. <laughs> if you know it's going to be worth a thousand bucks less in two months, you'd wait. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I know a lot of folks out there with their diamond hands, you know, temporarily saved AMC and all that other stuff. It's all you've done is delay the inevitable. What'd you save? You you gave them a little cash income so they can go bankrupt. I'm going to say this again, right? I don't say this lightly. I love going to the movies. I love it. Yeah. But I can also read the writing on the wall. It's not a movie poster this time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've... I've been to the movies a few times in the past couple of months. I was there for Ghostbusters opening night. The theater was a quarter full. Yeah, that's in in, quarter full. in in Hollywood, in LA. Yeah, I mean that's so, incredible. I mean that's the, it, yeah, like I mean, and the movie's done well for them, but like compared to what it would have done beforehand, right? No, people well, and, aren't going wait, back. To the wait theaters. till that comes out on on a streaming service. Streaming, wait. it's gonna yeah. it's gonna kill when it's able to rent even when it's digital, right? It's, um, you know, it's the same thing. It's, it's, yeah, it's not going to happen. Even that I got to, so everybody was freaking out. Actually, it was a point of contention here on, on streams because people were like, you didn't buy your Spider-Man ticket yet. You didn't yeah. buy your Spider-Man ticket. I, like, no, I haven't, I haven't either. Yeah. No, you know, I'm like, Randall- I, I'm like, I guarantee I could go to the theater the day of that it releases and get a ticket. Right. But some folks, again, they kind of guilted me into it, not guilted me into it, but I, they got, the, they got the paranoid. They got the paranoia uh, factory. They got the FOMO. That's actually what Randall is talking about in chat here. I'm going to read it for the people listening. Mm -hmm. But he says, keep in mind, we're in the social media age where people want to talk about the movies after they've been released. As long as most movies come out in theaters first before stream, people who want to spoil and create content and talk about something popular almost forces a lot of fans to get to the theater to watch it to avoid spoilers. Randall, I, I, I agree with you, but only in a short term period. This is a transition period. I can tell you right now, Disney, Warner Brothers, all of them are willing to have their films spoiled for one to two years as this transitions because they're looking at the long game of the next hundred yeah. years. Um, he also says Spider-Man No Way Home is a great example. Tickets selling out and people even scalping them. Uh, so it, Spider-Man is, is a good example. Stupid. Yeah, but Spider-Man is a good example, but it's also one of the most anticipated films of all time. 
And I'll tell you right now and, yeah. that it's one movie and it's going to yeah. be spoiled no matter what they do. No matter what they do, if you're online at 3.01 a.m. the night that's released, yeah. you're, it's going to be spoiled. So yeah. I don't think and, they care. And, and here's the thing. Uh, and we'll get back to getting back to the story. I went and I bought, yes, uh, two days ago, two or three days ago, whenever I tweeted it. A week after this whole debacle, oh, the website got shut down. Everything crashed. It's because their servers suck. Because again, the theaters are 20 years <laughs> right. behind everybody. Uh, Welcome. I got, the, got the, 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 the theater I go to in New Jersey, the Clifton Commons, uh, half, half sold. I had plenty of seats available when I bought my ticket. Half sold. It, it's, it's, you got to look into it. Maybe, maybe your theater, Randall, or maybe theaters near you folks. I know some theaters here in LA, definitely some of the showings are sold out. For sure. I'm not saying there's no sellouts. I think this anywhere. is a media BS blitz. I don't believe it. I don't Bingo. believe they sold out like they were. I think they're doing it to build hype no. for the movie. Yes. I there don't think are, it's again, That's what I'm saying. I I got my ticket. I got a great seat. Yeah. I don't believe it. Plenty of time a week after this whole debacle. You know, I, a week after. And I'm going, I'm going to see, and I'm seeing the IMAX version too. Right. After, I just, which I get is a couple It's a, bucks it's more, a hype still. up game. Randall also yes. says for non-superhero films, people will wait and watch later. Randall, I don't yes. agree with that. I don't agree with that either. I, I'll tell you why. I remember one time I went to the, the movies with my wife, probably the girlfriend at the time. I can't remember what we were seeing, but there was a big release out. It was, it was a big release, like something. It was a comic book level release. I don't remember what it was. And there was a line out the door. And I remember joking with her, watch, this line will be for the devil, devil wears Prada, right? Just making a joke. That's, that's when this happened. The line was for devil wears Prada. I was, I, I was shocked. I walked down, I made a joke, and it was. People yeah. go to the movies for different reasons. Superhero films have taken over the last 12 years for sure. But I'm telling you yes. this from a business standpoint, this is a transition time period. They are willing to take the small loss to get the big win. They're looking at the next 50 to 100 years of movies. Now, anybody who's seriously looking at this knows that in 15 years, we'll be putting in a headset going to the meta world to watch a movie with our friends there. We'll get this. Yeah. They're never sold out because it'll be a theater of 4 million people if they want. All right. But I'm going to say this. Uh, yeah. You got to think, put your business hat on here, right? They're okay with their movies yeah. being spoiled uh, as long as people are buying. Look what Black Widow did. Look at a lot of these streaming videos movies did. People go, oh, Shang-Chi did great. It did do great. Right. Yes. But it did better on stream. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just, I'm telling you that the world is changing. And, yes. and I, I, I don't say this with any joy, but you got to read the writing on the wall here. It, that's the direction we're moving. Yeah. Now, and then Randall mentions his, his, his friend got a ticket for the Friday, for Friday, for the Spider-Man release at 2 PM. Yeah. There you go. Like, I mean, yeah, especially if it's a matinee show, matinee shows aren't selling out. Like it, it's people, you know, like I, and again, same thing. Like when I looked at the theater, like, there were still plenty of seats available for all this, the Friday showings. <laughs> the Thursday showing, the midnight showing, yes, that was sold That's out. sold out, yeah. You, but right, like, what's funny is this is where it pays off to be an entrepreneur. It's like I get to go to the yeah. Monday at 11 a.m. showing that no one else can go to because it, right. I kind of yeah. set my own schedule. So, But, but yeah, no, I, I, again, this is, this is a manipulation to make you believe you're going to miss out if you don't buy tickets. And, and look, yes. look, Randall – they ruined Luke Skywalker two seconds after that episode ended. It's going to happen. It's really on you not to go on social media if you don't want it spoiled for yourself. Um, yeah. Social media. I still, I still you know, don't know most of what happens in Eternals because it's just you just got to know how to avoid it. Yeah. Well, and 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 Randall. I mean, this is the thing. Last thing I'll say, Randall. This, I, I appreciate you you uh, commenting so much. I'm not trying to pick on you or anything like that. But 
your your logic still stands with streaming. People can ruin a stream right after it's over too. So it, it doesn't matter if it's in the theater or not. If you think them withholding it from streaming is going to help, that's just going to yeah. piss people off. Like you hear people just put it on stream, just put it on stream. Um, and again, if you have friends that ruin the movie, delete them. Those they're not friends. <laughs> Delete them off yeah. your Facebook page. Well, I mean, and that's the thing too. I mean, especially again, going with streaming again, we're going back to the Disney plus shows. A lot of the Disney plus shows were spoiled immediately, which is why I would watch them at midnight yeah, here. I'd in wake the, in up the and watch them. It's gotten, it's, it's gotten better. It's gotten yeah. better. Right. Like I didn't, I got, I didn't watch Hawkeye till this, till my lunch break today and it was fine. Um, you know, but I mean, like at least at first, especially with Loki and with Falcon and winter soldier, people were online immediately. That so Horrible. Yeah, but speak, speaking of Disney Plus, think, speaking of things returning, getting back on track here as we've uh, reeling us in after we've uh, got we're on track, right? We're talking about geekdom and sports, them. Come on. Yes. No. For sure. As uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, in terms of our rundown here, as we have, we had we had one of our favorite rants reminding people that movie theaters are dying and that streaming will rule all soon. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, yeah. No. But um, uh, speaking of things that are returning, uh. Fahey, Kevin Fahey has come out and said that Charlie Cox will return as Daredevil in the MCU. Thank God. And this is, yes, this is, first off, it's a perfect casting. Obviously, there's no reason to recast, uh, but it's a great deal. It's like, are they, um, will they forget about the Netflix show? Will they start him fresh? I mean, the rumor, I think the reason why he also came out and said this is I really do believe and a lot of folks have said, have said that this is that he will be in Spider-Man, that Daredevil will be in Spider-Man and some form or another, whether it's, whether it's just as, as, as uh, Matt Murdock in lawyer form or however, but I think that they're, they're preparing people that yes, he will be back. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a great, this is great news. This is a huge deal. Um, obviously Charlie was perfect for um for Daredevil. And again, it also only hints at the fact that maybe Vincent D'Onofrio is coming back as Kingpin. I was just going to say, here it depends who Kingpin Hawkeye. is. And, it, it, yeah. you know, could this be a multiverse thing? Probably not. But um, no, I, look, Daredevil and all those shows existed in the MCU. I don't know why they'd have to change anything. I mean, they might retcon a few yeah. things, um, right. mainly the, the R-rated nature of those shows. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's great. That's great that he's coming back. Um, you know, I think him, uh, Jessica Jones, Luke yeah. Cage, you know, they can leave Iron Fist out. <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah, th- I think that that's what they said is that, you know, they can recon those shows or they could build again. But it would be cool if Kingpin and D'Onofrio were, um, I'm sorry, D'Onofrio and Cox were revitalized as those characters because we never really got a great ending to that. Yeah. Um, for obvious reasons. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Yes. And uh, you mentioned the multiverse. Speaking of multiverses, we got the first trailer I don't, they call it a teaser but it's really a trail let's be honest it's two minutes long it's a trailer um for spider-man across the spider-verse got a release date well part one this is the biggest deal that it's they already said this is the first of at least two parts across the spider-verse um and this trailer was huge because we get two big things we get an old slightly older miles he's clearly older here we have spider gwen coming back into his universe um and uh those two have fun banter and whatnot, but it also kind of insinuates that they haven't seen each other in a while. Uh, so why is the multiverse opening back up? And then of course the biggest thing that the, I'm super excited for, and of course that was hinted at the end of the fur of into the spider verse, Spider-Man 2099 
Obviously, there's some kind of a mix-up. Miles is kind of fighting or being chased by Spider-Man 2099. It's clear they're, they have an antagonistic relationship there. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a big deal. It's the first part of a continuing, this continuing the animated Spider-Verse. Will it tie into the MCU proper? We don't know. But again, you're opening everything up in all kinds of different directions. And so anything is possible. Well, and remember, technically... Um into the spider verse was the first multiverse film <laughs> it, mm. te- technically as Kingpin yes. was trying to open up that portal. Um, so I, I do think this might have some sort of connection and I don't think there's any problem with that. I think it would be smart for them to connect it um, mm. the same way. Like what if is connected, right. And if just, it's, it's, you know, yeah. part of the story um, trailer looked great. Miles Morales looks great. Um, love the, uh, this is what Haley Seinfeld's uh, now second character. That's her first character technically. Cause she uh, hot, Kate Bishop voices Spider-Gwen, for those of you who don't know. So she's in the MCU as two active characters. Um, looking forward to this. You know, another just real quick Spider-Man um, news, Ray. Uh, I was reading that um, the Green Goblin in No Way Home is actually the main villain, like the main antagonist, or that his, mm. his time on screen is really the most impactful um, whatever that means, but I'm looking forward to that because William Defoe was awesome. Um, probably still the best Spider-Man villain we've gotten in film uh, outside Doc Ock, right? I, I was mean, gonna say, yeah, don't, yeah. don't, don't, yeah, don't so, sell Alfred Molina show. Uh, sure. But yeah, no, it sounds like that the Green Goblin might be the main antagonist of that group, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, also, love the Alfred Molina interview this week. They said, "Well, what was it to, to, to get you back? Why'd you come back?" He goes, "I'll, I'll do anything for money." I thought, yeah. was, I thought that was great. I thought that was great. Yeah, he said it just for the money. I'm like, he's being sarcastic, you idiots, but they probably got yes. paid a lot of money as well. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, but yeah, no, and also funny thing, Tom Holland revealed, and I, I'm curious, I'm curious if they, because we talked about this before, that they're, they're, they could introduce another another villain into this to make the Sinister Six. Tom Holland said this week that this was originally supposed to be a Craven film. Right. That Craven was supposed to potentially be in this as a villain. And now I'm like, is Craven in this as a villain? I, I'm going to tell you this again. <laughs> Everything they're showing us, yeah. while awesome, is also a diversion at the same time. I don't trust anything I saw in that trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I think that, that there, this film is much larger than it even appears to be now. I mean, we I, there's no doubt that Tobey Maguire and and uh, Garfield are going to be in this, right? But it, like I said, who else is going to be in this? Who yeah. else is going to be in this? And and we'll see. Yeah, we will see. It'll be very interesting to see. It is the most anticipated Marvel film of all time. I put it a, a hair nail above Endgame. That's what I would yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, again, I, again, this is this is something that's big because it's been something that fans have wanted. I think even more, like the idea of the Infinity Stones and the Infinity War coming on screen was a pipe dream. But for so long, it feels like we've been building towards this with the different iterations of Spider-Man, getting closer and closer and closer, and now we're finally getting at least a version of the Sinister Six, and this is a big, big deal because it is it is the it is one of the premier villain groups in Marvel, whether you like it or not, because again, much like Batman in DC, Spider-Man has the best villains in Marvel. Well, right? that's, that's why I'm is bringing def- this up. Who else might yeah. show up in this film? Remember, this is also an MCU film. Um, Rand- yeah. Randall did say in chat that what does No Way Home mean? Does it mean he's going to leave the Spider-Verse or, or, the, or the MCU? And I, I predicted, uh, Randall, that at the end of this film, that 
Tom Holland Spider-Man is going to get lost in the multiverse somewhere and not be able to yeah. get home. And Doctor Strange might be with him. Yeah, you know, again, we don't I, think, know. I think this. I think this is going to lead right into Doctor Strange too, for sure. I think so too. And 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 Multiverse of Madness. I would not be surprised if that stars both of them in a reverse role. But that's Doctor Strange's movie with Spider-Man, and maybe he's trying to find yeah. Spider-Man or he's with Spider-Man. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting where they might go with this. And and yeah. Casey wants Paul Giovanni to come back as Rhino. I do too. No, I do no. too. No, <laughs> not hates, in that stupid that, that stupid Bruce robot suit. Spider. No. <laughs> No, but listen, multiverse, no. you can get a real rhino. Yes, give me the real rhino. Give me the rhino that is just the dumb Russian thug that gets like a super suit <laughs> stuck to his skin. Right. Anyway, so yeah, a lot can happen here. We're gonna know it's we're 10, we're, we're nine smoochie. days away from recording this. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. um, <laughs> no, Casey, I don't want silly nods. No silly nods, no. He's not like the robot rhino. No. I'm Spider-Man. No. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving here because we only covered a few yes. of them. But this next topic, yeah. Ray, again, yeah. something we predicted coming to the forefront yeah. with another stupid name. Yeah. Um, well, again, this is just the code name. This is just the project name. We got a lot, uh, a lot of video game news this week. Again, a lot of stuff leading up to the Game Awards. We're going to get probably more uh, tomorrow. And, of course, we'll break it down next week, which, by the way, will be a, um, we'll be taking a one-week break after that uh, for the holiday. You might we'll be. back after that. No, we will be. <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely taking a break. For hey, unless week. you show up one to my house. Only. I'll be off that week also. I'm off, actually, I'm off the last week of the year. So we'll see. Oh, there you go. So we'll figure, maybe we'll figure it out. But. As of right now, we're going to be taking that week off. Now. So one episode next week and then no afterward. But Randall says, Rhino, but if he was from the show Billions. Yeah, Paul Giamatti is a great actor with amazing range who was wasted as Rhino. He's an amazing wasted. actor. Go watch John Adams on yes. HBO Max. Go watch John Adams, Randall, yes. if you want to see some incredible acting from him. Yes. Anyway, video games. Um, big, the biggest <laughs> news right. of the week That's is... the best. Tra- anyway. Video games. I love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, the big, a couple, a couple of big stories this week. The biggest news, though, is that PlayStation is supposedly ready to uh, unveil their Game Pass co- uh, competitor uh, right now, codenamed PlayStation Spartacus. Oh. Um, I do not think that is going to be the final <laughs> name, but it, they, this is Sony has realized that they are losing a lot of ground to Microsoft, especially the last six months with games like Psychonauts and Halo and uh, Forza all being part of the Game Pass on day one. And it'll be the show. Um, and they realize that they, they it's hurting them. So they are going to unveil their comp- potential competitor soon, maybe as soon as tomorrow. But with a, an idea to launch it either end of March or beginning of April, um, which would be a big, big deal because this is something that has really been shooting them in the foot probably the last year and a half, especially during the pandemic. A lot of folks jumped on Game Pass and it has been a huge, huge revenue stream for Microsoft. So it'd be interesting to see if it's too little too late. I'm sure the Sony fanboys, and I completely get why, would jump on this the first day one, but we'll see what happens and we'll get to see what they offer because... If I were them, in a similar way, to, if you want to compete with Microsoft, putting all their first-party exclusives day one, Horizon 2 um, 
Horizon Zero Dawn 2, which is the actual name escapes me, but the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, probably the most anticipated game of the first half of 2022. To me, that's got to be day one with PlayStation Spartacus. You want to show your serious, show your serious, you got to put serious games in this service. So there you go. Casey, I'm not streaming Halo tonight because I'm, we're podcasting. Um, so anyway, but yeah, Lee, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Spartacus? I'm interested to see what they come with and how they're going to differentiate themselves from Xbox Game Pass. And it, it's going to be like, I can, I, let me, let me just put my predictor hat on. There's going to be this mm-hmm. big musical interlude and then the screen's going to go dark and then it's going to be God of War. One, two, three, four. It's going to be every PlayStation exclusive game they've ever released. It will only be available on PlayStation Spartacus. And you'll have to wait four years for the next main title to come out because we have nothing planned. That's what I think this is going to be. That's possible. It's possible. That's what's going Sony's, to Sony's got two exclusives that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Here's Sony's got right now... Two tentpole releases next year. Horizon Forbidden West, that's the proper name of the sequel. Horizon Forbidden West, the beginning of the year. And supposedly, if it doesn't slip again, God of War Ragnarok by the end of the year. Trouble. That's not a lot. (laughs) No, but but if you buy this now, you'll get a free download uh, Wolverine suit in 24. (laughs) Yeah, don't care. Uh, Again, they're going to, I don't think this is a competitor. I think this is a cash grab, and I think it's going to be get our greatest hits. I think I think this is much more likely to be Nintendo Switch Online than it is Game Pass, and there is a major difference between those two. Oh, for sure, because Nintendo has the library, right? So Nintendo I think has that, that nostalgia I, 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 factor. What I'm saying is, I think this is more likely to be that type of uh, a service, not not a Game Pass. Um, mm-hmm. Because you got to go with what you don't have. Again, you're not going to get people to switch off X- Xbox. Uh, most likely right. the other thing too is um like i said what do you have to offer like get me I, I, again i'm not i'm not pro xbox or pro playstation what can you do to get me off my xbox to come to you is it is it the titles you've already released because i'm not yeah. going to do that um speak of that ray downloaded guardians of the galaxy that i haven't played it yet looking forward to it yeah well i'll, I'll mention that I'll get, I, I finally beat it last night and um overall i was very happy with it I, I, good uh, for me. <laughs> yes, overall, there's some bugs. There's a couple annoying bugs here or there, but overall, the story was great. The banter between the characters was, was spot on. I think the writing was really good. I like that they, they borrow a little bit from the MCU, they borrow a little bit from the comics. Yeah, it's just like the Avengers their own. Game, right? Yes, but, but except for good. Yeah, yeah, except for good. <laughs> um, I, I mean, the Avengers game is so bad. I told folks this, I, I got it on PlayStation. In anticipation of the Spider-Man DLC, which also I've heard is absolutely horse crap. It's absolutely broken, an absolute mess. I I won't even play it. I refuse to play it at this point. It's just that bad a game. They really messed up that Avengers game. Um, Randall mentions a game called Battle Chasers in chat. Battle Chasers was good. I played that. It was like three years ago I played that. Uh, based off of an old comic book with Joe Maguire. It's a solid game. I, I'm glad you're enjoying that, Randall. But yeah, Guardians... Definitely was worth the Black Friday sale. I'll say that much. I don't know if I would have been thrilled had I paid the full price for it, but overall, I was very, very happy. Overall, I was very, very happy with Guardians for sure. I'm looking um, forward to playing it, but yeah, no. And and Casey mentions in chat Halo. Uh, he says multiplayer has been a good deal of fun. I would say otherwise. 
Um, I would say Halo multiplayer has been Halo multiplayer. Like it's been very much, it's, 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 you know, it's, um, the bears who we thought they were. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's like, I'm not seeing what makes this special or really all that different compared to previous halos. I am looking forward to the campaign. I hear the campaign is doing things that it has never done before. And I am looking forward to that, but I played a little bit of halo multiplayer before we started the podcast tonight. And I just, um, wasn't impressed. Matchmaking was not great. Uh, the servers are definitely uh, sluggish because, oh my God, Microsoft, just your biggest franchise potentially released, and you weren't ready for the uh, for the for the for what you weren't ready for server wise. So you know, to show we are equal opportunity, uh, calling people morons here, Microsoft dropped the ball today because uh, I heard it, I heard it had a bad launch to multiplayer because of the server rush, and then today has been sluggish. Because today's when the campaign came out, so everybody else downloaded it now. Because and, oh, and it hit Game Pass today, so everybody else downloaded it now, and it's been sluggish. I hope it does get better over the next few weeks, but uh, I will have a full review at some point after I've put more than an hour into it. That's just my knee-jerk reaction. Um, so there's that. A couple other video game stories: Bioshock Four. Uh, supposedly is set in Antarctica. For those of you who don't know, Bioshock is known for uh, Rapture, the city under the sea, one of the greatest games ever. Simple as that. Um, had a pretty solid sequel. Not as many folks were enamored with it. It added a multiplayer that I thought was actually pretty fun, but just never seemed to get off the ground because folks weren't really in, they weren't into that universe for that reason. And of course, Bioshock 3 took, took place a city in the sky uh, which had some interesting time travel aspects to it. And, and it's a bit much for me, honestly. I still think the first one is the best one, bottom line. But I'm curious. I'm happy to see that franchise making a return. You've done Sky. You've done Sea. Ice. Yeah, makes sense. That's where we're going now. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much to add to that. I mean, Antarctica, where will we go next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're running out of places. So, right. Oh, look, there's um, a penguin. What do we do? I, I, I hope that like, if you're going to Antarctica, you know, you have the 30 days of night, 30 days of light, you know, you got to do it right. That would be cool. And I, yeah, that would be I, cool. I'm, see, see, again, I'm the nerd here. I'm more like, oh, I'm interested to see how they do the lighting in CGI on the ice there. <laughs> That's what I think about in the video game world. Yeah. Now that would be very, that would be very cool. That would be interesting to see. If see? It's, or even it's like, it's like the game only takes place of a couple of days, but it's perma darkness because of when it takes place or perma light, depending right. on, on uh, right. That would work, actually. Randall says he'd love to see a G.I. Joe video game, probably maybe inspired by my T-shirt tonight. Uh, yeah, Randall, I would love a proper G.I. Joe video game. I've been looking for one for years. A couple came out. Uh, one came out a couple of years ago that was absolutely disgrace, absolutely disgusting from some, uh, I think they're called Game Mill Entertainment. They should be embarrassed that they're even allowed near a, video, a coding computer because that was one of the one of the most one of the most disgusting displays as a G.I. Joe fan I've seen in a long time. Terrible game. It's like a, it was like probably like a three or something. It was what it deserved. Absolutely disgraceful. I would love, love, I would love Call of Duty to do GI Joe. Like do Call of Duty, but just give us a little bit of the, the flair. Just give us Cobra tanks, right? Give us the Hiss tanks. You know, give us the Sky Strikers. You know, give us Snake Eyes. That's all we need. Somebody give me a million, a bunch of money to go make a GI Joe game. Anyway. Um, Speaking of, of Activision, gotta, we got we to gotta make sure we get our, our, our final shots. A lot of controversy, actually, this week. As um, Speaking of the Game Awards earlier, Jeff Keighley refused to come out 
at least initially. He did backtrack and then make a very actually poignant and well thought out response the next day. But at the moment when he was asked about all the sexual harassment and should Bobby Kotex step down and all the things going over there, he said, not my job to comment, which is the exact opposite because he used to be a journalist. Actually, is your job to comment on this? And obviously it's a pretty obvious comment, which is like we said it last week. Sexual harassment is bad. This is should be, you know, Activision should make the proper steps to remove the people involved and they should be punished accordingly. That's it. How simple was that? But um, but yeah, he did end up finally coming around and making that statement. But oh, surprise, oh, by the way, the Game Awards on its board of directors, it's also got one of the heads of Activision. Surprise, surprise. So but Keeley did end up making a good statement. He came around to it. Um but Activision, also the big news this week, surprise, surprise, uh, they laid a bunch of people off. Folks over at Raven Software who are uh, helping with uh, doing a major part of next year's game's narrative. Um, a lot of their, basically most, half their QA department, a lot of contractors uh, basically had their contracts terminated early after they asked to renegotiate for $2 more an hour. And Activision, Raven said they were, here's the sad thing is that Raven Software, the developer said they were going to work to do that. And then Activision, the publisher, who of course is where all the money comes from, they own Raven. They Raven is a subsidiary of them. Activision came in and said, no, we're just going to fire you instead. So good job, Activision, on being a bunch of scumbags and the worst video game publisher out there. Morons. Lee, anything no, to add? No, you, you said it all, my friend. Fantastic. Fan-freaking-tastic. Anyway, that does it for for for, for geekdom uh, here on the show, and now we have a uh, we're moving into sports, and it was a very interesting week for sports actually. Um, obviously, uh, the NFL as always, it's a very interesting week in the NFL. Uh, last week, the Patriots continue. I'm going to say it. I don't know if the Patriots are going to get the number one seed in the AFC because every, all the division leaders are very bunched up right now. They're all within a half game of each other, uh, but with the Bills really uh, crapping the bed in yeah. Buffalo on Monday night football. In my opinion, that was a game. The bills could have won that game better coaching. The bills got out coached. It's that simple. And I get a lot of teams that happens a lot of times against bill Belichick, but they got out coached. And because of that, the bills lost. And to me now there's no way the bills win that division. They most, they'll probably still make the playoffs as a wild card. Cause I think they're still seven and five, but um, to me, the division is the Patriots. The Patriots are back. They're back. They took one year off. They're back. Lee, thoughts on New England's resurgence? Yeah. Uh, I talked two years ago when Brady left. I said, watch out for Bill Belichick. He's going to figure this out, turn it around, and start winning again because he is a great coach. Uh, you know, hit a little bit of a roadblock, finds the right guys. Now they're motoring, and they look like the Patriots of the old times with a new quarterback. Best so, defense in the league. Yeah. So, uh, you know, right now, uh, Vegas, right? I don't know if you know this. Vegas odd turn, odds turned yesterday. You know what the most likely Super Bowl matchup is as of right now? Tampa Bay and New England. Pats, Bucks. Right? So Ugh. we'll see what happens here. Obviously, Ugh. that you never know. You never know. But yeah. uh, that would be – look, I'm not going to lie to you. That would get ratings. <laughs> 
I mean, everybody's going to still ratings. watch the Super Bowl, but I like would get, that would get massive ratings if they did that. Um, and you know, I'll be honest with you, the NFL needs that kind of boost right now because their ratings are not, they have not been awesome the last couple of years compared to previous no. years. So, um, yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll see how that's going. Uh, Belichick's got them rolling. Uh, I like, I love, I would love to see Belichick coach against Brady. Uh, because I think it's an even matchup. I really do. And, and yeah. in a, in a, in a well, very unique way, it's never been done before. Yeah. I mean, we saw it earlier this year in the regular season, the bucks, of course, won on that, that you had a, a last second field goal and they won by, I think 19 to 17, yeah. but I mean, yeah, it's going to be, it's yeah. going to be interesting. Cause especially now the pay, the Patriots now are different than the Patriots that lost this game, that, that game. Totally. They, they could win right now. So yeah. it, it's um, what I'm saying is like, you know, look, Odds are we're going to get a great matchup to get to that Super Bowl this year. There's going to be some great playoff football this year, I think, the way things are going. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. And also needs to be said because of the weather conditions, the Patriots did something that hasn't been done in um, 45 years. They threw the ball three times. Mac Jones, final stat line, two for three. For 19 yards. They ran for 220 yards. Yeah. And to be fair, people like the Bills couldn't stop them. The Bills held the Patriots to 14 points. The Bills held them fine. Right. The problem was is that the Bills offense didn't do exactly what the Patriots or couldn't do what the Patriots did. They couldn't run the ball. They put the ball into Josh Allen's hands. And to be fair, sometimes his receivers made some real bad drops. His offensive line did not hold up very well against that crazy pass rush. But at the end of the day, no, don't, don't, don't people who are like, oh my God, the Patriots run game. Patriots run game is good. The Bills, again, their game plan lost that game. Bill Belichick out coached uh, McDermott. Yeah. It's how they beat the, the Rams. It's, you know, look, yeah. I'll tell you something funny too about this. There's this great Star Wars meme. You know, you know the memes of Amidala with Anakin where like he says something yeah. and she goes, like, right, right. And it was yeah. uh, Anakin says, we held the Patriots to 19 passing yards. And Padme goes, that's awesome. We won the game, right? Right? Yeah. Because it's one of those stats. If I say, yeah, we held the Patriots to 19 passing yards, you're like, we definitely won, right? Like, Yeah. Um, it, you know, look, I love that we're talking about this way. I love that we're talking about the Buffalo was actually the, the favorite. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool different uh, switch there. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Again, I, I mean, things could change, especially if the weather's different up in Foxborough. But to me, oh, it's the Patriots Pats. division. I don't see I don't see the Pats suddenly collapsing here in the last uh, five games. So, right. um, but they've got competition, obviously, in the AFC for that top spot. The Chiefs are rolling right now as well. They beat up on the Broncos. Um, the Ravens lose a heartbreaker. Uh, they went for two. In the last play of the game, basically against the Steelers, that would have given them a 21-20 win. That also would have basically knocked the Steelers. The Steelers would be five, six, and one. They'd basically be done with the way the AFC is going. But um, instead, they did not get it because Lamar Jackson. This is about three games in a row now where Lamar has not looked like Lamar. Folks are talking about is he is he still suffering side effects from COVID? Is he hurt? Um, there's a lot going on there, but Lamar has looked really bad three games. It's the worst three game stretch of his young career. And the Ravens have not looked well They're I think they're one and two in those three games. And now they are eight and four half game behind the Patriots as well. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's very interesting to see uh, what's going on there. And if the Titans were on a bye week, so they are also eight and four, 
trying to get healthy. Um, but yeah, the AFC, a log jam. The Dolphins have won five in a row. Could be interesting. The Dolphins could give the Patriots a fit. Again, not probably not come out of the playoffs, but could give them a fit there. That could make that top seed standings very interesting as they knock off my Giants, who are just pathetic at this point. We're down to our third string quarterback. It's I'm going to the game on Sunday. I'm really looking forward to, I've heard there's some great hot dogs at SoFi Stadium. So I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, some sausages. Um, the Giants season is done. They're four and eight. It is what it is. They're pathetic. We've talked about this already ad nauseum. You need to fix the team in the draft. The Dolphins are looking good. Their defense is clicking. Tua, Tua had another great game. I think he's in his last four games. He's got an 80% completion percentage or something like that. So he's truly starting to click. Um, you know, so after starting one and seven, the Dolphins are six and seven. Good for Miami. Um, and the Eagles are rolling. They beat up on the Jets and keeping that, that last wild card spot interesting as Washington for the second week in a row, Washington won by the score of 17 to 15 on a last second field goal. Uh, Lee, who's going to get that last spot? You guys are the, or, or the Washington football team. Uh, uh, the Eagles. And I'll tell you why we have a favorable schedule. We still have our bye week, which is massive, massive, yeah. right? We finished the season uh, with a pretty um, favorable schedule, in my opinion. And I'll tell you it right now. Uh, let's just look at both those teams since you asked, Ray. We're going to the Eagles schedule. I know the teams are playing. Okay. We have the Giants. All right. We have the uh, Washington football team. And then we finished the season against the Cowboys in a game that may or may not matter. Most likely will. Right. Yeah. Um, but we have three games left and they're all very winnable games. Now they're all NFC East games. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. We have four games left. They're all NFC East games. We have Washington. I messed up. It's we have Washington, the giants, the Eagle. Okay. I'm clearly not awake. We have Washington, <laughs> New York, Washington, Dallas. I apologize everybody. There. I'm kind of reading this backwards. Favorable schedule with the bye week coming up right now. All right. If we are in a better position to win this to, that wild card right now than Washington. Yeah. Now, with that said, anything can happen. Yeah. All right, but I, I think you'd agree with me, Ray, um, that you know if you put a gun to my head right now, you want to pick Philadelphia just by strength of schedule. Whereas Washington, again, this is their schedule. It, it's very similar, right? It's going to be Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, right? So it's all going to come down. It, to- it really could come down to. Uh, the, it really sounds like it's going to come down to the two head-to-head matchups between right. you two. Right. Like if you guys sweep those matchups, then that's obviously you're, you're in. Yeah. To me, yeah. it's and, in. And, yeah. And like, I don't. And I'll tell you what. The way the Eagles are playing right now, they seem to be getting better every single week. Yeah. Whereas Washington's barely holding on they're for dear life. Barely is, is, winning games. They're and they're averaging yeah. about twenty-four points a game. Right. Not, so yeah. It, I don't even, and again, they've yeah. only scored 17 the last two weeks. So well, they're, they're not look their big thing this week is they beat this year is they beat the bucks and they've been on a, 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 a an amazing turn ever since then. Yes. They right? beat the bucks, the Seahawks, the Raiders now. Yeah. Right. They're they're But again, they're close games. They're relying on their defense. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, especially you guys are, it is a good time for you guys to get healthy. It sounds like Hertz will be back in time for your next game. Although right. the Gardner, the, Minshew, era, Gardner, Minshew, the Minshew yeah. dynasty. Yep. Gardner Minshew had a very nice game against the Jets. Then again, I could have a very nice game against yeah, the there's Jets. No, there's no quarterback controversy. <laughs> as soon yes. as Hurts is available, he's coming back in, unless he comes back in as horrible. It's not like right. I don't call it a controversy because it's obvious at that point. Yes. No, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely the Minshew dynasty in Philadelphia. It's like dreams yeah. do come true. 
You Andrew also got some help at least this one week. Philly team is rolling. Andrew got two Philly teams rolling. Two of the three are rolling right now. You don't you don't expand your mind enough, my friend. Andrew said that in chat. At least one Philly team is rolling. Yeah. Obviously, speaking to my nose diving Philadelphia Flyers right now. Uh, yeah. But uh, we'll get to hockey in a minute. Let me know when we're done with yeah. football before we transition to baseball, so I can talk about hockey for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll do a brief hockey and uh, NHL and NBA segment. Uh, just There's only one story in the NHL I need to talk about this week, but we'll, we'll get there. Okay, we will get there. Um, yeah, no, the – the yes, where was I with football? Yes, oh, yeah, so the you got help also this week too. The Vi- the, the Niners lost to the Seahawks. Yeah, we did. The game that they shouldn't have lost. And the Vikings lost Done to, to the, the Lions. To the Super Bowl winning, one game winning Lions. It looked like they won the Super Bowl when they won that game. Yes, it was. They're now one ten and one. I, I will say this, and a lot of folks have said this too. And we, we, the Lions could easily be a five hundred team. They've had a lot of bad luck, a lot of uh, at the end of games. I think the Ravens beat them on a sixty, like another one of those sixty three yard field goals or something. Right. Which, as a Giants fan, I also know all about. Like it's just like one of those things where like the Lions easily could have. Uh, uh, several wins at this point, but it's just they've had terrible, terrible luck, and then it starts to get in your head a little bit. Right. Um, I even texted and, and, Ray over, the they, game. I said, the Lions going to help me out? Are they actually going to help me out? And I said, no. And if it, I'll say this, if it was, if it wasn't for the fact that the Vikings failed on three two point conversions, uh, they probably would have not helped you out. Right. Um, but yeah, but they, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And now the Vikings, honestly, Wait, was the Viking right? season so, might be over so because they have a very time. hard schedule down the stretch. I think you said that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yes, that is what I said. I said the cookie crumbles. Yes. Yeah, you didn't say cookie. Um, it's okay. I need a cookie. I got. I want cookie. cookie? I didn't say cookie. 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 I want cookie. Cookie. Want cookie. Um, a couple other games, real quick. Cookie. The Chargers looked very good against the Bengals. Again, the AFC is just a cluster right now, uh, and the Cardinals. Continue to roll. The Arizona Cardinals beat up on the Bears in Chicago. The Bears are not a very good team, but the Cardinals, we've said this for a while, they are the one seed for a reason, and they continue to roll. Um, and Kyler Murray's back. They got healthy at the right time. Them two coming out of the bye. Uh, I know everyone wants the Bucks. I'm going to be rooting for the Cardinals in the playoffs. I root for the folks who've never been there. Or never won, I should say. How noble of you, Ray. <laughs> Well, I know my Giants aren't going to be there. So noble of the New York fan to come, come his, playoff time. I root for the teams that have won the least in every yeah, no, game. No, no, That's no, how I, I pick who I, I root I, for. I, I, maybe, except for the Eagles. No, it's not true. You rooted for the Eagles in 2018 for me, and I appreciate it. Yes, that. for you, for you. I appreciate it. Was also, it was also easy because it was against the Patriots. Uh, for yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Giants fans in 2018 in the Super Bowl. It's with the 2017 season, but I remember Giants fans conflicted. Of, do I? This is such a New York thing. Like, do we want to be the only team that's beat the Pats in the Super Bowl, or do we want it so the NFC is the only division that's beat the Pats in the Super Bowl? Hmm. Hmm. And all the Eagles fans are like, "What? What are you doing here? The freaking birds, yeah, man! The freaking birds in the Super Bowl. Yeah. What are you doing here? Freaking birds. Yeah." Freaking give me a horde attack. Yeah. yeah. John. So interesting, interesting week of football. Hockey time. Uh, uh, first, we're going to go into baseball. No, oh, fine. We'll end on hockey. It's fair. We, we got we got Andrew Craig, hockey fan, Toronto fan. Wants my thoughts on the Vancouver yeah. Nucks yeah. and the Zegers goal from last night, which is sending shockwaves across the sports verse. 
We'll talk about it. That's the one that he flipped over the goalie and somebody yes, else batted in. I am right going here. to talk yeah. about that because that was I have never seen that accomplished before, and I we've only tried things. Like it was amazing. I mean, it's almost like baseball. It's like somebody soft pitched the puck well, to the guy. Right, we're going to talk. We're into it now. We're doing it. Okay, we'll end on. Yeah, okay, on we're going baseball. into right. NHL. We're going to do hockey now. Zegers last night, Anaheim Ducks from behind the net picks up on a stick, flips it over the net to another player who bats it in the net. It's an amazing goal. What I see when when I see that goal, Ray. Mm-hmm. And, and this is because I'm so, you know, deep in hockey is I think back to 2005, 2006. I think back to mm-hmm. that lockout and the rule changes that they made to get, make the game much less physical, much less fighting and more creative, more, more create, uh, uh, flowing. And you're starting yep. to see now the players that developed in that time period. They're right. so creative on the ice and are literally changing the game in front of our eyes. And it's yeah. amazing. This started again. The Michigan goal became a very popular thing to do in the NHL. Suddenly, once thought to be impossible, right? Yeah. Uh, now you're seeing players, you know, purposely and purposefully passing the puck over the net to another player. In fact, Zegers couldn't believe that he even did it. All right. But where yeah. are we going to go from here? The creativity in the NHL is off the charts. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, like, we're, we're entering a point with this game, right? Where people are hockey's dumb. Nobody cares about hockey. You look dumb for saying that. This yeah. game is getting more and more exciting. It's on ESPN. Man, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Casey makes a great point. We're seeing the between the leg shots now weekly. Again, once thought yeah. that, I remember when Merrick Malik did that in a shootout. In the shootout, almost yes. twenty years ago, and it, John Davidson, ah, ah, like like we're entering an incredible era of ice hockey right now. You have. A, a player who is going to probably break the all-time goals record in modern history. You have another player who's so fast nobody can touch him. You have players like Zegers doing this. This is an amazing time period to be a hockey fan, right? If the NHL can continue to cultivate it. One of the moves they made this week, which I'm not against, but is Vancouver hired um, Bruce Boudreau to be the coach. Bruce Boudreau, player's coach, but definitely a Band-Aid coach. He's just there right now to fill a gap. Uh, until they can get yeah. somebody new. After, I wish the NHL. House. Yeah. Yeah. I wish the NHL would break the old boys club up just a tiny bit. There's a lot of young coaches. I'm not speaking about myself. There's a lot of young, innovative coaches right now that really ha- deserve a place in that league. And they're not getting looks because yeah. it's the same coaches rotating over and over and over again because everybody's scared. All right. Yep. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing the teams that break through the walls with that. All right, it's going to happen. Yeah. Someone's going to win the Stanley Cup with the young coach and then the whole league is going to change. But you know, guys like um, Quinville. To be, fair, who, to be fair, the Rangers just tried that with David Quinn, and he failed miserably. Oh, so. Yeah, well, yeah I, it, I'm not saying it's going to work every time, but I'm saying that there's a yeah. lot of young coaches that deserve a chance, all right, um, yeah. and, and different types of coaching. You know, Quinn, Quinn's still an old-school hockey coach at heart. All right, it's not just right. about analytics and stuff like that. And, look, yeah. some of the old guard, the Quinvilles, who's a great hockey coach, but, uh, you know, he's got he's to live with his sins now. And some of these other guys, you know, Bruce Boudreau has always been a great players coach uh, and he's a good band-aid coach for, for that area right now. But uh, I don't think he's yeah. going to be there that long. Andrew, you were asking about that. Um, I've always liked, uh, I've always liked Bruce Boudreau. I read his book called Gabby. You should check that out if you're a hockey fan. Um, but yeah, Casey's also making a great point about if someone tried some of these moves in the seventies, eighties, or even nineties, it would be a bloodbath and people would get, yeah, somebody would get, yeah, you'd get, I remember Sidney Crosby's first year, Darian Hatcher and the flyers just casually punching him with a haymaker in the face for no reason. 
and he got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. one of the more beautiful plays of that season for us. But he just punched him right in the face. I mean, the yeah. games changed quite a bit. And uh, while, while, while Ray, you, me, Casey, you two probably have an affinity for that kind of Neanderthal 90s, 80s hockey because it was kind of the, the, our youth. Uh, it, yeah. it, it, you have to admit the game is, the game is so better now, much better right now. It's inc- the skill yeah. alone. They've taken the yeah. head hits out. They've taken the fighting out and it's gotten better. They, another reason, Ray, while, why Gary Bettman's leadership is often underrated. I'm not saying he's yeah. done everything right. We've talked about this, but, but my God, that man has done more for hockey than almost anybody on the planet. And he takes so much hate for it. Uh, I think I think it's time to, to reverse that. When you look at other commissioners uh, that have made mistakes as soon as last week for their game, yeah, uh, did, I, did I did I toss that <laughs> transition to you fast enough? Yes, yes, yeah, I get, I get it, I get it. I do briefly want to mention that since we are talking about hockey now, why don't you coming into the conversation back to me? <laughs> yeah. I do want to mention, at least coming into tonight, now it's actually tonight the Rangers had the coming into tonight, the Rangers had the highest point percentage in the league. Uh, it's now Florida after the Rangers lost in regulation to Colorado, a game where the Rangers' third string goalie started because obviously Shesterkin's going to be out for at least a couple more games. Um, which, of course, you go back, go back, watch the uh, the meltdown that I had on streamers.io last week as I found that out live. It, it, um, well, by the hurt. way, while I was like, relax, man, it's probably not that big of a deal. <laughs> It's probably not that big of a deal. It, it guess what, guys? It wasn't that big of a deal. No, it's a minor. It's a minor groin injury. It's something that's plagued him for a lot of his career. Uh, he missed, like, I think almost. I guess he missed ten games last year for a similar injury. The hope is he's not coming out as long, especially the Rangers on a rough stretch right now. I mean, to play eight games in thirteen days, a lot of back to backs, um, because the schedule gods really don't like us. Um, but, uh, I think, although I do think one might be a makeup for the COVID outbreak in Ottawa, I'm not sure on that, but anyway, um, still tough night tonight for the New York Rangers for the Broadway Bluesters. They lost seven to three, uh, and, uh, but the, everybody looked flat after a really hard fought game yesterday in Chicago, uh, where they, they, Jacob Truba put a man on a stretcher. Um, speaking of your old school Neanderthal hockey a little bit, although it was a pretty looking back, uh, Andrew brings up in chat. Yes, I did end up seeing it. Andrew, it's one of those borderline hits. Kyra had his head down and we've talked about this before. Like you don't, you know, you should know better at this level than to have your head down. Truba did kind of propel himself a little bit into him, but he never got completely off the ice. There was no suspension. There was no fine handed down for the hit. So the refs on the ice called it a clean hit. The league that has called it a clean hit after reviewing it. Um, it's just really, really unfortunate it happened. And at that point, happens, obviously, yeah. Chicago was 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 done with that, that game. And the Rangers rolled last night. And then tonight we got rolled. So um, Yeah, rolled by a very good team that's on a roll. Yeah. So don't yeah. beat And again, and we were on a back-to-back. We were in Chicago last night. We came with, home with to New York today. Like, yeah, like you said, you can't kill yeah. yourself. On the other hand, my Flyers are on, I think, a 12-game, was it, Casey? 12, 13-game skid right now uh, with, with a coaching change. Flyers have fired Elaine Vigneault, uh, put Mike Yo now in as interim head coach. A lot, a lot of calls for Rick Tockett. I'll be honest with you. I don't say this much. I don't say things like this much. Rick Tockett might be exactly what the Flyers need to turn this around. He's a good coach. We all know that. But a Flyers legacy, former Flyers captain, has the mm-hmm. kind of grit and understands most importantly 
the Flyers' identity, which they have been lacking sorely since Ed Snyder died. I would love to see the Tocket experiment come in here. Yeah. Well, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, you guys got a lot of you need know, a lot of changes. Elaine Vigneault let go. And yeah, you're on a you're on a rough skid. You're on a rough skid it right happens. now. I think it happens. I'll always remind yes. you, Ray, that the St. Louis Blues were the worst team in the league on January first, two thousand nineteen. Uh, the worst team in the league, and they yep. became the Stanley Cup champion. And what was one of the greatest Stanley Cup years I've ever seen? That was a really yes. fun. It was fun a magical run. Year. It was. It, it was really it was great. How yeah. could you not get on that bandwagon that year? And I believe yeah. they beat Boston in Game Seven after Boston kind of murdered them the first few games. I mean, it's just yeah, just the best of hockey, the best of hockey. I'll be honest with you. You know, when you think about this, 2018, you know, 17 and 16, but in 2018 when the Caps won, that was yeah. a really great year. 2019, the Blues won. That was a really cool year. And in the last two years, it's been kind of these COVID years, but you, you got to hand it to Tampa Bay. The finals have not been great. The Dallas-Tampa Bay final wasn't great, and the Montreal-Tampa Bay final wasn't great, but the storyline's yeah. kind of cool. Um, yeah. And I'm looking forward to The rounds it. leading up to the final were better oh, than the final ever. itself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I really I really wish Toronto or Edmonton – I really wish one of those team teams had made it against Tampa. That would have been Yeah, really it's, just, it's a shame that Toronto is trash when um, it gets to the playoffs. So. Yeah, I just oh, that's I, it's it's again I nothing think against still the Habs. A little cheap not, shot. Cheap yeah, shot. No, nothing against jabs. the Habs. <laughs> nothing against the Habs. It's just Toronto. I, I mean, can you imagine seeing like Tampa Bay against uh, McDavid after not playing him the entire year? That would have been yeah. amazing. That would have been amazing. But for the Flyers, uh, I think I think Rick Tockett could be a really smart answer if if it comes to pass. Uh, but they got to do something to change this because here's the deal, Flyers fans. Um, and I'm one of you. The coach goes first. This keeps up. The players start moving real soon. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and it, it's a shame because of injuries, and we had such a strong start that we kind of reversed that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, we will see what happens uh, and see if things get reversed and, and, and whatnot. And speaking of things getting reversed and some really bad decisions being made and moving down to baseball, a little bit of baseball. Oh. Talk about baseball uh, two baseball stories going on right now. The awesome. first, the first is Rob Manfred should be imprisoned for crimes against the fan base. Um, his letter to the fans after the lockout was initiated was an embarrassment. And we're going to go back to the lockout in a second. Cause I got a lot to say about that. Um, and then he, he came out and he confirmed that, after offense was on pace for 1968 levels, that's dead ball era levels, folks. That's that's when they started to make changes to the game. That's over 50 years ago when offense was at a historic low. He admitted that they changed the baseballs back for some of the games, not all of the games, not saying yes. At this point on, we went back to the baseballs we were using in the previous year, you know, but in this way, everything was even. It's like some of the games we found these old baseballs lying around and happened to put them into the primetime games to maybe encourage a little more offense. Basically, making the whole second half of the season almost like you don't know what worked, what you don't, you don't know the, the, uh, the, what's the, the integrity. You don't know the integrity of the game is shot. 
That's I want his Rob only Manfred. job. Yeah, is to protect that. That's his only job, is to protect yeah. the integrity of baseball, and he has failed at every turn. We all know my thoughts on baseball. I don't watch Major League Baseball. I don't support Major League Baseball. It pains me as a Phillies fan growing up that way. Ray, it's pretty obvious. I'm not going to be able to come back to baseball until either Rob Manfred is fired, resigns, moves on, or has a dramatic change of leadership style. Yeah. I'm not putting my foot He's in the sand that it's not possible, but my God, my God. And the, and, and I got to say it again. I got, Baseball fans, how much of this are you going to take? How I'm much of say- this are you going to take? I'm going to say right now, if there is any baseball canceled because of a, of a lockout, I am done with baseball. I'll only, only on my video games. I'll keep playing the video game, and that's it. You all want to watch good baseball? Come watch me in the, in the spring on Twitch.tv. Otherwise, I am, I am done. Even I am done at this point because it is, it is sickening. It is disgraceful. From and it's from Manfred to the owners to the coaches to the players, you're all a bunch of sacks of crap. Honestly, it is clear that none of you care about the fans, not a single one of you cares about the fan base. All you care about is your money, your TV deals, your revenue. And I now am sick of it. I have better things to do with my time than to watch a bunch of morons making $40 million a year to play once a week complaining about the conditions and the money that they make and the money they could make. And all other, other, You are, it's like my grandfather like used to say after the 94 strike, it's billionaires arguing with millionaires. They are not in our, they are in a different world and we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't care about them. My grandfather stopped watching baseball after 94. I'm going to stop watching after 2021. If there's another lockout that cancels any baseball because, and I get everybody's like, Oh, this is the owners. The owners locked them out. Like, yeah, the owners locked them out in the off season. And if it was during the regular season, the players would have went on strike. It's the same. It's, it's hand in hand. It's hand in hand. I mean, a perfect example of this, I went on a rant on my stream the day it happened. Jameson Tyon, pitcher for the Yankees, who made like $5 million last year. Lee, I could retire on five. If you give me $5 million right now, I'm retired. I'm retired. My life expectancy and my health, I'm, I'm retired. $5 million. I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a deal. $4 million, Christmas deal, Black Friday deal. $4 million, Ray Carcillo retires. I, I have got this card here, Ray, with a lot of money on it, but unfortunately I'll be donating it to Child's Play on our streamlaunch.io charity drive the rest of this month to help uh, the underserved oh. youth. Everybody else here, <laughs> donate to me $4 million and I'm retired. I'm done. Anyway, Jameson uh, Tyon. Yeah, you could use four. $4 million would be nice. Jameson Tyon said, and he's rehabbing an ankle injury. He's like, it's such a shame that we're locked out because now I can't go and use the, the, the baseball facilities to rehab my ankle to, to, and use the trainers that I always use. And I'm, and I, and, and I'm like, Jameson, 
talking to right to you now. I hope this I hope this gets to you. No one cares that you now have to go use a regular physical therapist that every other normal person would have to use and that it's not free for you anymore because you're a millionaire. As two people, and I, I don't want to speak entirely for Lee, but who have, have gone to physical therapy for a variety of injuries on our bodies, you are not going to get any pity from us that you now have to go for a physical therapist and you have to pay a little bit of money out of pocket as a millionaire. Because baseball closed down the facilities and now you can't use, you. Wonder, how are you going to rehab your ankle? You are not going to get any sympathy from us. Again, it's millionaires versus billionaires. You want to make an argument as to why the players are in the right? You want to fight for competitive balance? You want to fight for expanded playoffs, universal DH? That's how you get us on your side. Don't, as a millionaire, come to me with your bitching about your medical bills, you moron. Okay, as somebody who doesn't, never mind a seven-figure salary, I don't even sniff a six-figure salary. It kills me to have to drop my to have drop my copay if I have to go to the doctors. That's how tight a budget I'm on. Nobody cares that you busted your ankle playing baseball. You want to get the fans on your side? That's not the way to do it. You're you're clearly as you're as tone deaf as Hawkeye pulling out his hearing aid. Okay, you clearly none of you get it. Max Scherzer is going to make more money next year than the Baltimore Orioles, than the Pittsburgh Pirates. You want to talk about money? Again, you want to talk about the competitive balance? Also, by the way, fun fact, this doesn't affect the minor leagues. The minor leagues are completely different. The minor leagues are not unionized. unionized. So there might be minor league baseball next year. Okay. Those guys will still make their thirty grand a year. I'm going to say this again. If there's no Major League Baseball come April 1 or April 11 or whatever the, the starting date was supposed to be, there's not 100. And I'll even say this. Even if you like, you want to say, you know, we're going to shorten the season, 150 games, baseball season should be shortened anyway. If by the second week of April there is not baseball, I'm done. I'm done. And Jameson Tyon, if you keep bitching about your medical bills again, I'll break your other goddamn ankle. Okay. <laughs> you freaking moron. I made $5 million. How am I going to pay for my ankle physical therapy? I don't know. Where'd your money go, Jameson? <laughs> you drink it all down with your name, your namesake. I don't know. Five million dollars last year. How am I going to pay for my rehab? I don't know. Everybody else in America figures it out usually, or we suffer with our injuries. You jackass! Oh, that was I wonderful. broke my ankle. How am I going to rehab it? <laughs> you look like Java dying when you do that. That exactly. <laughs> Look, uh, for those of you listening, um, like I went on strike for baseball before last season. I was, I was, as as Ray would say, I was a trailblazer. I was one of the first uh, that said this was only going to get worse. In fact, Ray, if you remember, I said this is only going to get worse. Yes, I said that's how far gone I am. Baseball is only going to get worse from here. So 
nothing's going to change till people stop going and people stop watching and people stop doing this to themselves. And I've, I've said this at least 10 times on the show. No baseball fan has been given any good reason why I should come back. They don't, they don't, even, they don't even try. They don't even try. No. And it, the attitude is not, not like, Oh, we're, we don't need you. The attitude is I, I got nothing. I just like to watch baseball. And I'm like, that's great. I, I like to watch baseball too. I don't like to watch major league baseball. Just to reiterate here, you have a league going on a lockout, uh, uh, a lockdown lockout. Both parties are responsible for that. You have players getting paid really a, now a ridiculous amount of money, and it's a problem. Those salaries are going to start to drop. Uh, we should be paying doctors and nurses and firemen and police officers and military that kind of money, not these guys. It's wrong at this point. I'm a business guy. I'm about revenues going up. This is going to collapse. This is becoming a bubble that's going to pop. And then above all this, you had you had two different sets of balls randomly in the league this year as commissioned by your leadership. Holy hell, man. Holy hell. This is wrong. This is this is Houston Astros cheating level wrong. What is the MLB doing? Until Manfred's out, or again, drastic change in leadership. I'm not watching because, Ray, this is going to get worse. You watch, it's going to get even worse. All right. I, again, I know people love their teams, they love their fandoms. No one has given me a reason to watch Major League Baseball. Not one. I'm glad Bryce Harper won the NL MVP. I don't really care. I don't care. I like Bryce Harper too. I do. Right. This doesn't mean every MLB athlete's a jerk. But, no. man, your sport is in trouble, and I do not see anything, anything putting that trajectory in the right direction right now. You're going to lose the youth. You're going to lose Little League, and you're going to lose your sport. And people think I'm crazy. The way hockey is going, the way baseball is going, one of those sports is going to be around in 50 years right now, and it's not baseball. And people are, gonna, people are going to think I'm crazy for saying that. Soccer. They're going to think I'm crazy for saying that. It's it's baseball. Baseball I, will be I, dead before I'm, we are. I am. I am. I. I. I it's like painful to say. This, I'm happy. I stopped watching for this exact reason. That ball thing would have driven me nuts. And some fans are. Oh yeah, it's not a big deal. What, raise no, your standards. Raise your standards. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look what we did to Tom Brady for Deflate Gate. Raise your standards. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing, but worse. Yeah. It's league wide. Commissioned by a commissioner. Horrible. Yeah. Oh, one big story that we forgot we glossed over. We're going to go back to football for a second. Real quick. Sorry about this. This is my fault. That's my bad. It's folks. Ray's fault. You heard it here first on. <laughs> uh, speaking of commissioners and inconsistent messaging, not this. He got properly punished. Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. We did miss this. Yes. Lied about his COVID vaccination. Not just lied, but faked a vaccination card, which is a federal penal, a federal offense, a federal penalty. But I will say this. The NFL did a terrible job. In fact, they didn't do a job at all. The, the statement that was made, the same exact statement that was made for Aaron Rodgers, saying that Aaron Rodgers was found to be in violation of the COVID-19 penalties here in the NFL and therefore was fined $15,000. Antonio Brown was found to be in violation of the COVID-19 protocols here in the NFL. 
and was suspended three games. What? What? On the surface, on the surface, that's a real bad look, NFL, because most of us, and that's your official statement, most of us don't got the time. I do. But most of us don't got the time (laughs) to look into this more and to find out why those two penalties were so hugely different. Difference is, is that Aaron Rodgers never lied to the NFL and never lied to the Packers. He lied to the he lied to the media and by extension the fans, but that is far less than lying to the federal government and the NFL and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Whereas Antonio Brown basically lied every step of the way and even did a federal offense, <laughs> which I'm sure the feds will start to get involved with this soon, because again, you can't fake a vaccination card. Um, Aaron Rodgers never did any of that. He just lied to the media and actually not even lied. He, he misinformed them. We'll say he was, he kind of lied, but like the, basically the difference is, is that that's why the severity of the penalty. And also Antonio Brown is also a repeat offender in the NFL. Say, repeat offender is key. There. Yes. This is people making so, something more out of something that they need to. That's exactly what it is. Fueling yeah. tensions that don't need to be fueled. Right. But I will say, NFL, do yourselves a favor. Yeah. Clarify. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like the optics are really bad on that yeah. one. Yeah. That's that's the thing, you know? Like, it, it it's – that's all it is. That's all I need to say. Antonio Brown deserved to get punished and suspended three games. What he did was wrong and stupid, and he may have to face jail time or a hefty fine from the feds. When that investigation, like, that guy's an idiot. I, I don't know. Like, what, yeah, guy's an idiot. Yeah, that's simple. Yeah. So kind of keeps in keeping in theme here with all the idiots. NFL was stupid for not clarifying. Antonio Brown is stupid just for being Antonio Brown. Right. right. Look, and all of just, baseball. It just stupid. comes back to the fact. Simple. These people do not live on planet Earth with us. It's a different stratosphere of mentality and thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So. Bad optics. Go buy OptClicks. TeamClicks.com slash Ray Carcillo. Clicks, clicks, lots of clicks. Click on Twitch.tv slash Ray Carcillo. Click on GeeksWhoLikeSports.com. All kinds of all kinds of clicks. Yes. And just there's, search my, there's your cheap plugs. Search my name on Google. <laughs> really? Yeah, you can search Lee Elias. So I'm starting to come up. If you search Lee Elias Hockey, I'm going to show up. If you search Lee MJ Elias, I'm going to show up. Yeah, I've got a bunch of stuff up there now. Not, 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 not by my doing. It's just naturally happening. It's amazing. Oh, that's yeah. That's what happens. It's, it's still a little bit of that that British cartoonist. Comic. Yeah, but uh, if, the British if, comics are the MJ yeah. or Ed Hockey. It's gonna be all all of that. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Makes uh, sense. Real quick before we leave, new book of Boba Fett trailer comes out today. Came out today. It was phenomenal. Really exciting looking. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Star Wars stuff. Star Wars season is coming. I am excited about that. I was just telling Caitlin today. Caitlin started showing me the trailer. And I hadn't seen it yet. I, I legit squirmed out of my room and ran out of the room. Like, I can't watch it. <laughs> the only thing that turns me into a little kid again like that, it's not hockey, it's Star Wars. Star Wars will turn me into a little kid. Uh, I legit like squirm. I was like, I ran out of the room. Right. <laughs> Uh, so holy cloud, I'm, I'm on uh, a, I'm on a, I'm on a wiki. I didn't even realize I just double, I just, I just Googled my name. Right. I'm, Welcome I'm to on... narcissists who like sports. Well, I Googled your name and I'm like, so now I'm going to Google my name. I didn't name. ask you to Google my name. 
<laughs> uh, everybody, we're going to do say, this live on the I, 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 I am Googling Ray Carcillo right now. And there's a bunch of pictures of this guy, one of them a lightsaber, one of them fake smiling, one of them really smiling, one of them passing gas. And the other one, uh, oh, that's just a picture of you. The other one is staring at me um, in a way that I don't like. You got several, your, t- your tweets are up here right away. Your IMDB is up here right away. What yeah, wiki are you on? Um, I don't see a wiki here. So if you go down towards the bottom, I'm on the dubbing wiki because of all the voiceover work I've done in animes. Uh, and, uh, and, um, dubbing wiki, yeah. Yeah, there he is Ray wiki. Ray Draymond Armadillo. Is 36 years old, born April 8th, 1985, in Bloomfield, New Jersey. The American voice actor now lives in Los Angeles, and he's been active from 2013 till t- presently. His status is active, and his website is raycarcillo.org. com. I know it is raycarcillo.com. Yeah, update that. Wow. Website. No, hey, I mean that's. I don't know. I didn't think I deserved a wiki, but I guess Ray, you get Ray's having a week, credits. friends. Ray's having a week. You know, do Ray Carcillo and Lee Elias, and let's see what comes up then. Oh my! Oh, look, Caitlin wants us to search lounge, her. Stream Lounge and Stream Lounge. This 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 show has gone off the rails. Is now we search producer Caitlin. Um, uh, Caitlin. Okay, Caitlin will show up. LinkedIn, yeah, her Twitter, her Instagram. Oh, her 2019 softball roster. Yeah, so Caitlin has an NCAA record. I don't know if you know that or not. I did not know that. No, Congratulate! What's your record, Caitlin? Caitlin holds a, a softball record in NCAA D3, I believe, for most consecutive hits at bat. Caitlin, is that correct? I think you have a hitting streak. Um, and uh, actually, Ray, it ended because an umpire called, a, called a, I think, a strike instead of a ball that was obviously a ball. And then the ump apologized to her for the bad call. And Caitlin goes, you know, oh. that was like a record-breaking call, right? And he goes, yeah, sorry. But uh, Caitlin <laughs> Reese, our producer, an NCAA uh, standout athlete catcher, for uh, Karen University, and I believe holds the, a record. Um, she said, I didn't strike out over the span of more than a season, and then I hit a bomb. That's right. She got struck. I'm um, called her out next up at bat, and she hit a bomb. The nice. Brazilian saw it nice. off, off the field. But uh, you're quite the athlete, Caitlin Reese, um, softball player at Karen University, uh, four-year NCAA athlete. Um, yeah. Little no facts here on – on the stream here. Look at that. All right. Didn't strike out That's for impressive. over the Congrats. span of a season. That's incredible. It's she a Karen. Go, is go, it an NCAA record or a Karen she, record? Caitlin, she, she should go. She should go maybe coach for the Yankees and tell them to stop striking out so much. If there's baseball. Yeah. Anyway. It, well, by the time she gets there, they'll be using softballs. Oh, no, they're the same size. They're the same size. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, goodness. Anyway. So. Now that we've uh, talked about uh, suspensions and lockouts and other stuff, that brings us now to our mashup. My mashup of the week, week, yes, week, week, week. Mashup. Yes, and of course it's been a, heavy, a video game heavy show, and uh, also we mentioned just mentioned the Antonio Brown suspension. Um, so the mashup this week is: what video game character should be suspended, and what's the punishment? I've already got a perfect one, but I'm going to make a fun of what's going on now. So I'm uh, suspending Bowser. All right. Uh, King Koopa. I'm going to suspend Bowser for three video games for Mm -hmm. being a jerk. Uh, But Mario is also kind of a jerk and also is kind of going around with Bowser. But instead of three Mm -hmm. video games, I'm just going to fine him 1500 gold coins. (laughs) Okay. Which okay. Princess Peach has plenty of. 
So he's, he's, yeah, right. he's got right one. back. He gets to get it right back. Yeah. It's not right. It's not fair. But in the mushroom kingdom, that's how the cookie crumbles or that's how the mushroom crumbles. Uh, yes. and, and again, King Koopa, he's done some bad stuff. He steals people. Although I like in the recent video games that he's kind of friends with Mario, like frenemies. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and then with the women empowerment, which is actually nice to see, you know, Peach is like, you know, neither one of you idiots own me. And Mario yeah. and Cooper are like, but what? That's how, the, <laughs> that's how the game kind of ends. And then they dance. Yeah. No, King Koopa. Everybody dance. Uh, King Koopa is yeah. getting suspended for uh, crimes against mm-hmm. mushroomality. Yes. Nice. All right. I, I just because of my experience today, I'm going to suspend the Master Chief um, <laughs> because the Halo multiplayer needs to get into the into the year 2021. 20 years ago, Halo Combat Evolved was amazing. Halo has not evolved since Halo Combat Evolved. <laughs> Halo Combat um, Unevolved. It, de-evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of... Four, we, at this point... 4v4 in multiplayer it just it just doesn't exist why are we still doing 4v4 when everything is 5v5 6v6 i mean sometimes sometimes call of duty or battlefield you have massive massive matches with 12 24 48 people on a team right and halo is still 4v4 it's 4v4 it's time to evolve so my punishment for master chief is to put him into another game and send him to Smash Brothers finally because that's what everybody's been wanting for forever so that he can learn how to do a real multiplayer game and he can fight with Mario and he can fight with all of them and get his butt kicked and maybe he can learn to have some fun before he comes back to Halo and maybe he can learn to do some 5v5 or 6v6. Even, 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 even... Smash Brothers can have eight person matches at this point. Like, and that's a, that's a fighting game. That's everybody for, for, for them fighting for themselves. Casey says he disagrees in chat. And that's fine, Casey. I think Halo is outdated in its multiplayer, honestly. But that's me. So, Master Chief, you have to go to Nintendo for the next Smash Bros. And you'll be the, the last, the last, last Smash Brothers <laughs> DLC. And you have to go with the Smash Brothers. That's the punishment. That's my. That's what I'm, I'm doing. And you go. So you want Halo? What was it? Evolved? What? So I want Master Chief to go to Smash Brothers what, as his punishment it, because what, the Halo multiplayer has was, not evolved. Combat Evolved. What was it called? Yes. Yeah, so Halo, Halo Combat Evolved was the first Halo. Right, this so is you Halo. Want, Halo you want Infinite. Halo Combat Evolved? Evolved to evolve. Yes, to I evolve. want Evolved. Evolved. I want Halo Infinite to evolve because it's like Halo it. Infinite. It's technically, it's technically not. It's Halo Six. Halo, but it's Infinite, Halo Infinite evolved, evolved infinitely. So it sounds like we're making up sure. a, 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 a new Xbox name here. Yeah, Xbox Series X. <laughs> but anyway. we want to know what, what you think. you think. So yes, please comment below and uh, definitely enter. Uh, yeah, comment below. Let us know. Uh, you can be like Casey and you can yell at me about mashups. <laughs> 135 yeah. mashups we've done. Yeah, and 132 of them were from you. So yeah, it's like 134, but that, that's okay. It's something like that. It's most of them. It's 99. percent <laughs> You've hosted all every episode. I don't feel too bad. You, that, you, we are a good team. 
yes, we may, we work together well. So here we go. But uh, yeah, t- comment below. Let us know what you guys think for sure. Obviously, if you want to bash on me because I don't, I'm not a big, I'm not a, like a Halo nerd. Go right ahead. But like, all right, um, Casey. Um, Casey. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. But let us know what you think. Obviously, we got a lot. We had a lot of baseball, football, hockey. We obviously had a lot of stuff going on with Hawkeye. Let us know your predictions. Let us know what do you think about PlayStation Spartacus? Um, what's going to happen with Spider Man? So we got, had a lot of a really good show. We had a lot to talk about this week. Uh, but uh, we land. We we've done it once again. We landed the plane. We landed the plane. We are here. So for Lee, I'm Ray. Thank you all so much for listening or watching or however you find us. If you're here live in chat, we appreciate you hanging out on twitch.tv slash Ray Carcillo. We'll be back again next week, then a week off, and then we're back again. Um, but, but yeah, so we'll be back with episode 136. But until then, this has been episode 135. Thank you all so much for listening. And until then, good night, everybody.